0: Marawa Sports worldwide on nine four seven Zuma FM, Rise FM, and Soweta Live. Are you ready?
1: MSW. Well, seemingly a lot of people have overcome, maybe not overcome, the hurt of what the Cricket World Cup have brought for the Proteas uh, in not clinching, in not getting to the final, in returning back home so early. But all we can say is congratulations to the Australians. They they deserve it. They truly did. In the end, I think the the tactics worked for them. Uh, Their player management, for me, worked for them. Uh, So, yeah, it's come and gone, Cricket World Cup, and we do have a world champion. But what a spectacle it was, and and well done to the organizers. I think just from start to finish, it was uh, something to talk about. Uh, Millions of the Indian home crowd are certainly nursing many, many a broken heart, even today after their team lost to Australia in that World Cup final yesterday. I mean, what a game, what a crowd at the world's largest stadium in the western state of Gujarat. And India may be where the heart of the game now resides, Uh, but they have the coolest head in cricket has once again been shown to be the Australians. Travis Head, for me. Oh, you've got to be precise, man. I mean, he set up the side's record, extending sixth World Cup victory uh, with that wonderfully paced 137 of 120 balls in Ahmedabad. Uh, But whose most significant contribution arguably came some six and a half hours beforehand with one of the most uh, turning, match-turning catches uh, that we've seen as far as ODI history is concerned. So Australia, uh, who've now lifted the World Cup six times and also won six, winning by six wickets, uh, with seven overs left to play. The Aussies beating South Africa in the semi-final, while India beat New Zealand uh, to make it to the final. So I remember speaking to our guest uh, tonight, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Gift Aga, cricket analyst. And um, did he even give a prediction that day? Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. What was your prediction? I was trying to think about it today. I'm saying, did I ask you that magical question?
2: Well, uh, all along I was supporting New Zealand. Yes. I thought New, the New Zealanders would be lucky this time and know and win it. So, well, you know, the Australians, they know when to pick. They know the right, which games to win. So, yeah, it is Australia again for the sixth time. Sure.
1: So it's crazy. I mean, doesn't that alone just say to you, Gift, how are they managing six times and we managing zero since readmission? Yeah, if you look at the Australian side,
2: if you, if you analyse their team, they had seven players that played in the previous World Cup
1: <laughs> to bring
2: that experience to India. Yeah. And you've got players that know how to win games. They, you know, you look at one at, at, at of for example, the way he was throwing himself around. I mean, you wouldn't say that's a 37-year-old. Yeah. Uh, the way they feel that it was a different Australian side, it reminded me of your, your Justin Langer's, your Ricky Ponting's at the time. And I could see that this is the Australia of the yesterdays that's going to dominate world cricket.
1: But then couldn't the opposition see it coming? Couldn't the South Africans see it coming? Couldn't the Indians, for example, see it coming?
2: Well, I could say the the South Africans, look, they did well in terms of knowing what the pitch would do after they've bet at first. But no one would have predicted, I mean, that uh, pastry of the Australians. They worked well. I mean, they, they, they worked the conditions well. Uh, the swing, the seam mm-hmm. of the pitch mm-hmm. and the, the, just the conditions played into, into their hands. And, you know, uh, on the day, uh, I, mean, I, I would say the team that took their chances won on the day the, in the semifinals. But the final, the Australians were just something else. They mm-hmm. just went there, blocked 100 plus thousand spectators <laughs> and then just played the Australian way. The way we know how they play, the, the arrogant way, the bullish way. And and to say, well, you've got 100,000 plus supporters here and we've got our two 300 supporters, we'll play for them and play for Australia. And that's what they did, actually.
1: And what is it? It's just about locking off the noise.
2: Well, the Australians, if you know the history of Australia... Uh, with all due respect, you know, it's all those people that were lawbreakers that were <laughs> taken to Australia. And those people are street smart. They, they're very smart. They, they drive under pressure. Mm. They drive under difficult situation. And you, you'll never see Australians being put under pressure. I mean, you, you look at the first two games, how they played in this World Cup. If it was any other country, we would have certainly re- wrote them off. But mm. these are the Australians they know how to pick themselves and they know which games to win and which games, you know, to target Uh, the Australian side that played against Afghanistan. For me personally, I think that was a turning point. If a guy like Maxwell can turn the game like that, I think everybody looked around and said, hang on. If one guy can do this, why can't we do this going forward? And you look at them, they, they played as a team and then, and well done to them with all due respect. They, they
1: deserve it. I mean, who stood out for you? I talked earlier on about Travis head and, For a specific reason, and we'll chat about that a little bit later on, though, when I try and liken his situation to that of uh, Utemba Pavuma, because people are very quick to say, because you've been honest in a pre-match interview and you have declared the fact that you are not 100% fit. You tell me of a 100% fit player um, in any squad, um, in, in Cricket World Cup or even in any sport. You know, sometimes, especially if you're a leader, something is demanded of you to dip further in. But there was Travis Head; he was not fully fit. But they had used them on occasion, and he was there for the big occasion.
2: Yeah, you know, at, at professional sports, it's, it's crucial to 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 manage players, um, and and also you know use them wisely, use them when when needed. If you look at the South Africans, comparing the two, a player like Quinton de Kock didn't yes. ever rest. You know, I feel I feel uh, when we are playing a side like Afghanistan, you know, we we knew we were going to get over it. Mm. Um, we should have rested some of our guys. You know, it's like Queen, Queenie, just get a rest. Remember, the guy keeps, the guy opens the batting. So maybe give him a rest. Mm. Um, a guy like Emila, um, um, uh, 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 for an example. Mm. say so Emila, just give it a rest. Although this was his World Cup for me, one of the players that showed maturity. But player management is, is, is crucial. And the Australians have done it well. They have done it well. You look at their bowling trio. They were very fresh. You look at how they, they, they've just switched and swapped. You look at Marsh, unfortunately didn't score, but you look at Marsh, you look at Maxwell. Mm-hmm. They, look, they all look fresh. It's, it's, it's how you give rest in between and how you manage those players. And you pick your games and say, yes, I know we're playing this country. We're not, and, and if you've noticed the Australians, they, they never underestimate um, any opposition. You know, mm-hmm. they, they always they always make sure that when, whoever they play, they always show that respect. They show the hunger. But whoever that is being put into play is... You know, they, they just play, you know, giving it their all, giving it 100%. And it's, it, it, whoever that says, I'm resting in the Australian side, mm-hmm. I think they always sit on the edge of their seats to say, this guy's going to score a 100 or this guy's going to take a 5. You know, it's one of those. They're competing amongst each other, which is brilliant. And yeah, the main management of players, resting them, just for them to switch off and come back, you know, fresh mentality.
1: Just from a South African perspective, though, which of the players disappointed you in the tournament? It's a team sport. It's
2: hard to pick an individual. Yes, Temba didn't score runs. Uh, He comes back with an average of 18. But if you look at it, uh, you know, everyone must take responsibility in the 11 that's playing. Uh, I I was expecting Temba to score runs. Yes, he's got limited... Uh, time in terms of playing in India, mm. but the other guys that have played in India have shown, you know, that they have played in India. I was also disappointed. I know th- he didn't get lots of game time. Petruguayo I feel he would have made a difference had he played more games, because we saw with the game that he played. But uh, in general, I know KG. Played his his heart out, but in in K.G. standards, I think he's also disappointed in himself. He should have, uh, he, he he feels that he should have been amongst the leading wicket takers. Mm. I'd say mm. none disappointed, but I think the guys. Uh, for me, it's a team sport. It's just the team that Temba didn't score runs. But if you look at it prior to the World Cup, Temba was the one that was carrying the team. So, you know what it's. It
1: <laughs> I know it's a it, it's a it's a tough one. It's a bit of a conundrum because yes. South Africans will be very quick to look at one man and blame the entire World Cup disaster on one person, which at times I always find to be very, very problematic because what about the dropped catches, those that could have been caught in, in the most critical and crucial stage, which would have swung and changed the game entirely? One will never go back to that. Those are mistakes. It's okay, but let's go back to one man. One man, like you say, it's a team sport, can one man be that strong and powerful? Yes, as the captain. But at the end of the day, it's the collective results that matter.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think we can or we've got that um, freedom or allowance to use Temba as a scapegoat. Uh, I think the whole team, like Rob said mm. in in one of the interviews, the whole team will take responsibility for their loss. Yes, Temba didn't score runs. It, it, it's out there, but we can't. I mean, shared this responsibility all to him. As a captain, uh, some people are saying, ah, but at the toss, he said he wants to bet and you look at the conditions. But this doesn't just come from Temba. You know, there's, there's, there's leadership management. There's a leadership group. He would have consulted with the bettors. He would have consulted with the team. He would have consulted with the coaching staff. They would have made the decision as a collective. Temba doesn't just wake up and say, all right, guys, I'm going to bet here. Mm-hmm. I mean, the bettors felt comfortable because of their track record in betting first. And I, I think for me, the conditions just bl- the trick on them i mean even the Australians said they would have better first that they won the toss so yeah it's a catch-catch situation but i mean as a leader yes a lot is expected from you but show me a leader that has gone uh, to the world cup a south african cricket captain that has done well at the world cup being a captain mm. give me one sure I mean.
1: but it's a tough one eh? because i've also just been following and tracking how a lot of the former players others who were captains others who weren't others that were embroiled in controversy uh, having such a lot to say, having big mouths directed at Tamba. And I'm saying Tamba, you know, never went to a World Cup and smoked marijuana, got into trouble. Tamba never went to a World Cup and got himself into any form of match fixing. So what exactly uh, are people talking about? But we'll get to that. Uh, Gift is going nowhere. We'll have him for a slight bit after the news, though, because we are going to be chatting to the Proteas coach. Um, as I said, Rob is standing by. Hey, Rob Walter, uh, the Proteus coach, is going to be chatting to us here with Gift and Studio. A couple of questions that we need to direct to him.
0: Morales Sports worldwide on 947, Monday to Friday from 6 to
3: 7 p.m. Hashtag MSW. That's huge. That's, I think that's the pinnacle of uh, international cricket winning a one day World Cup, especially over here in India in front of a crowd like this. Um, phones off, please, Carl. First press conference. We get rid of that bloke. Um, yeah, that's huge. Um, yeah, it's been a big year for everyone. Um, but you know, our cricket team's been to here in India, Ashes World Test Championship, and to top it off with this is just, just huge. And These are the moments that you'll remember for the rest of your life. I always like to say I'm pretty relaxed, but I was a little bit nervous this morning. Um, you know, just pacing around, uh, waiting for it to kind of get started. Just seeing the, the sea of blue in the hotel, getting nearer the ground and just seeing the sea of blue walking, making its way to the ground, all the cars parked with their selfie cameras out. Um, you, you kind of you knew you were walking in something pretty special. And then to, to walk out, you know, for the toss and just see 130,000 blue Indian shirts, um, it's, you know, a, an experience you'll never forget. Um, so, awesome day, and, uh, yeah, I mean, the good thing was they, they weren't too noisy for most of it. The pitch played pretty well, actually, um, it was, it was quite slow and basically, you know, no bounce, um, but I, I don't think the bounce was anything different to anywhere else in the tournament. Um, probably didn't spin as much as I thought it was, you know, yesterday it looked really dry, um, but it, it was quite firm today, so, um, yeah, the wicket was, was fine, really. Um, and then, yeah, the toss, we were kind of umming and airing right up until, um, until the toss really but I thought you know half a chance of the wicket getting better tonight and you know in a world cup game you you can make a mistake bowling and it doesn't really matter too much but if you make a mistake batting and you're under pressure um you know it can be fatal so it just felt like it was the right time to go out and have a bowl yeah you know couldn't be prouder of the team for the last two years you know we've yeah we've had some tough series but we've, we've won some amazing series as well and Everyone stood up and, yeah, we feel like we've got, yeah, you know, a, a great red ball team and, you know, the white ball team's won two trophies in the last few years. So it's, yeah, everything, things are looking pretty rosy.
1: Things looking rosy. Congratulations there to the Australian team. That's their captain, Pat Cummings, saying that it's the pinnacle of international cricket for Australia to win the ICC World Cup in India yesterday. I mean, what a, what a game. I mean, what a match. Leading the Australians to a six-wicket victory after electing to bowl first and restricting India uh, to 240. Travis Head scoring 137 for Australia, while Manas Labuschagne added 58 as Australia added to their Test World Championship victory over India in the summer. So, yeah, congratulations, Australia. Lots of reaction. It is a Monday today. It is Reaction Monday. So do send us your WhatsApp voice notes, uh, any of these sporting codes. If you're watching Formula One, if you're following the golf, the ATP Tennis. Hey, Bafana Bafana playing and winning. Hey, They're off now to play against Rwanda. What did you make of that? Were you at the stadium? Were you supporting? I can tell you that a very, very disappointed Indian coach, Rahul Dravid, admitting that his team were beaten by the better side. India are still without a global white ball title since 2011 after Sunday's shock, shock defeat.
0: Obviously a tough day at the office. Ran a really good campaign. Uh, really proud of uh, the boys, uh, the way we played right through this tournament. Uh, the kind of cricket we played just the way we I think uh, just the quality of cricket that we played right through this tournament uh, I thought was quite exceptional Uh, so really proud of the efforts proud of uh, everything that we gave I think we gave everything we had um, in this tournament Uh, so really proud of the team uh, proud of all the boys proud of the support staff Uh, I think we ran a really good campaign just at the last step in the final we probably didn't have our best game and uh, credit to Australia my congratulations to them they played really well on the day uh, they were better than us I mean we were the Favourites because we were playing well but I think you can recognize that Australia is also a very good cricket team I mean they also came here with uh, you know eight wins uh, on the back so we were under no illusions that this was going to be a tough contest we were confident that if we played well you know we'd get the right result but uh, unfortunately on the day they played better than us you know um, and no I think you know um, like I said it's it's uh, it's for us of course there's going to be disappointment there is disappointment in the dressing room and there is disappointment uh, among the boys and among the support staff Uh, but but certainly I think you know when in time it's then when the dust settles uh, we can reflect on I think what has been a really good campaign we just kept losing wickets at sort of like critical intervals and it's probably uh, felt that we were about 40 runs short I mean I know in the end it looked um, looked like they would have chased even 40 runs more but uh, but if we had got to 280 290, and they were you know they were 60 for three then it might have been a very different game but 240, I think they were always one partnership away from getting there and uh, and yeah, they batted really well, I thought Travis Head played uh, exceptionally well uh, he got through that initial period uh, we were a little bit unlucky, uh, you know he beat, beat the bat a few times, stuff could have gone our way in that situation, but once he got through that, I thought he played really well
1: Well, that's an honest reflection after the Cricket World Cup, as I said, if you're just joining us, Australia are the world champions uh, doing it for the sixth time Gift is here in studio with me. Cricket analyst been chatting to him uh, from the earlier part of the show. He continues to have that conversation. Um, Rob Walter is on the line standing by just to to get his reaction since arriving back here in South Africa. But Gift, just listening to uh, Rahul Dravid, you can tell the man's disappointed. He's disappointed the nation. Uh, They were expected uh, to walk away with this World Cup trophy. It wasn't to be. What are you picking up from them in terms of what went wrong? Well,
2: there's always pleasure when you are playing cricket in India. Um, I don't think anything went wrong
1: yeah. for them.
2: Um, I think they've played exceptionally well. Their country, India, should be proud of the guys. But I know there's always that expectation. If you from India, you have to win the World Cup. And the guys have done well. I think on that day, the Australians, we have to give credit where its due. They they played well. They, they read the conditions better. And they bowled better lines. And then when they were batting, they, they batted with calmness. Um, I, I think credit to India for the for the type of cricket that they've played, and it's uh, it's it's exciting to know or to see what they will bring in the next World Cup because I know the Indians will come back, so oh. it's it's going to be exciting. Can so, they
1: get better than what they were though?
2: They they they, they are a the team that never hits the ceiling. If you look at the uh, Indian team of Mahendra Singh Dhoni, look at the team of Virat Kohli, it's generation to generation. They're trying to achieve. Better, they're trying to better themselves. So it's not it's not a team that you know will say we've reached the finals, we've um, we've won in 2011, and there's nothing better. There's always something better. Look at the brand of cricket they were playing. Um, Sharma was just playing the innings out of this world every time because they there to bad. So they they can get better. There's always room for improvement, and 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 I hope I hope the next World Cup when they 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 here in South Africa that they will you know play against South Africa in the final.
1: Oh, you talk about South Africa and playing them potentially in the final The uh, gift. Um, I mean, we look at South Africa, uh, what happened at the Cricket World Cup. The semi-final curse continuing with the Proteus again, losing to the eventual World Cup winners Australia uh, in a game that at times had shades, though, of the 1999 epic clash uh, between the two countries. The three wicked loss, meaning that South Africa have now lost all five of the World Cup semi-finals that they've contested. The Proteus 2023 campaign uh, has many similarities I guess, to the other failed attempts of the previous teams uh, to reach a World Cup final. But although now the Pro didn't dominate that round-robin stage, I mean, that honour was left to the hosts, India... Uh, they were second best team throughout the prelim stage of the tournament, but it us also be less harsh. And unlike previous South African teams in a World Cup, this side didn't enter the tournament as favourites. In fact, they scraped their way into it. South Africa were also at no time on top of the match against Australia. It's therefore, you know, lots to debate about. And that is why we do welcome, uh, proudly so, the Proteus coach, Rob Walter, who joins me on the line. And i got to say, coach, welcome back to the country. Thanks so much for chatting to us.
4: Uh, morning, oh, morning, evening, gents. I'll be well.
1: Very, very well. Bit of jet lag still? <laughs> yeah, sounds like it, eh? <laughs> What's the return back been like, though, Rob? I mean, honest reflections on a World Cup. Yeah,
4: I mean, you always... I think for me, you know, sort of... I was worse after the second day than I was, uh, you know, the evening and the day after the game. Um sort of stinks in a little bit more, uh, you know, with every day that passes. But uh, yeah, obviously disappointed, but but definitely proud of of uh, the way the guys play. Just listening to Rahul's uh, post-match there, I sort of felt exactly like he did. So, uh, so there were lots of similarities there.
1: And he's obviously had had to have an honest reflection, just like you've had to. And, and then you come back. Yes, I mean, it's a different Owartambo International Airport to what the box had and it could have been for the pro tiers. Do things like that, moments like that, just from a personal emotional side, say anything to you in terms of how better, how best can we improve our cricket? Maybe to finally reach that land that we've never, ever reached before.
4: I mean the box the box to live uh, the welcome they got and uh you know they 've earned that by by dominating world rugby twice so uh, so yeah you know, so there's certainly no feelings towards that obviously you know we all aspire to hopefully in the cricket space live the same experience as they have uh, yeah, there's i mean there 's definitely that in the in the camp, and uh, we hope in the future we're able to
1: I mean, there are many things happening, the dynamics within the team itself. Uh, You know, the talk about the retiring of Quentin de Kock after signing off in style. He made history uh, in his final days as an ODI player. Uh, South African becoming the first wicketkeeper in World Cup history. In fact, to surpass that 500 run mark and claiming 20 dismissals in a single tournament. So all of these... These are massive individual achievements, and what do we say, Rob, as we reflect back on the on the career and the journey that Quinton de Kock has had?
4: Oh, I mean, nothing but praise for for Quinny. Um I wouldn't say he left it the best for last, but he certainly he put on a show in his last World Cup, and he obviously summarised the you know the, the the degree of achievement that he that he achieved, but just. You know, the way he batted um you know, India provides very different conditions from one game to the next and the way he was able to adjust um and you know be sort of the cornerstone to for a number of victories for us in the competition so I mean quinny's talent has never been doubted um commitment to the pro team has never been doubted, obviously there's varying thoughts on you know on on how young he has retired um you know but ultimately that's his choice to make. Um, and each player knows when that time is is right. Uh, I'm just, you know, I think we're all privileged that he, he bowed out in such style because he, he deserves to do that, given the, the quality player that he is.
1: Sometimes, though, I was just saying to... You know, a fellow guest who's here in the studio, I'll introduce you to him in a second. Uh, but, you know, in the, in these kind of sports, you, you find even in, in boxing, there's retirement, and then you come out of retirement. In tennis, there's retirement, and then you come out of that. Do you think it's a finality now when it comes to Quinny? <laughs>
4: yeah, I mean, I suppose you never know. Uh, I don't think Quinny's like any other guy. You know, he's, he's pretty hard-headed, and I think if he's made a decision, Um, he'll probably stick to it Uh, but obviously if he came to me and said he'd want to have a different conversation I'd always entertain it but um, for now I understand it he's he's done with 50 over cricket and, and, and he'd like to obviously venture into the league space and he's earned that opportunity
1: all right, so right, I'm sitting here with the cricket analyst, Gift Tiger, who we've been chanting with uh, for much of the time here during the tournament. Uh, he's here as well just to give a summary. Uh, gift, welcome. Rob is there on the line. Uh, maybe a question or two to the coach. Yeah, Rob, um, how are you?
2: Hi, uh, Gift, how's it going? Um, Rob, just a, just a question for you. Um, now that we're looking at 2027, 20, is this where now we're going to be seeing the change in, in terms of the ODI setup? Uh, we're still going to keep Temba as the captain or we, we're going to change Temba completely because not for the reasons that it didn't perform at the World Cup but for the reasons in terms of moving forward, are we getting a captain that's going to, you know, go through the four-year cycle now and, and captain us at the next World Cup? Have you thought of such changes? And who are some of the youngsters that you think can start coming in? I, I'm just one that comes into mind now. It's uh, Dieval Brevis, you know, Rickleton, Tony DeSauce. Those are some of the guys that I can think of now on top of my head. And uh, who, who are some of those youngsters that you think you can start, you know, bringing them in into the ODI side and most likely that we're going to see in the 2027 World Cup coach.
4: Well, I think first, I mean, firstly, it surprises me that people are asking questions about Timbers being captain moving forward. Um, as you said, it's not a performance discussion, but we've just come back from, from a performance and winning games, one of our most successful campaign history. So, um, and Timber this year has been outstanding with the bat. So, you know, there's a Champions Trophy in two years' time. As I said, you know, the feeling in the camp is very positive, and the guys are really committed. And so, yeah, I don't think you're going to foresee many guys stepping away from 50-over cricket just yet. Uh, but in terms of you know bringing young guys into uh, into the fold, well, we've already done that. We started that against uh, West Indies earlier in the year, so we saw some young faces. We started in the T20 space against Australia. Um, you know, those names that you've mentioned are, have all been in there. Tony DeZorzi's played, Devo Brevis has played T20 cricket. You know, Tristan Stubbs has played a handful of games. Um, yeah, Ryan Rickleton, as you've mentioned. There's guys like Pat Kruger, who had a standout uh, domestic 50 over the campaign this year. Um, we saw a lot of big hundreds. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm I'm played I'm by the quality of the young cricketers in this country. We're going to continue over the over the next four-year cycle to provide opportunities uh, to give these guys international experience, just so that you know. If and when the time comes that guys step away from the game, that that they they've felt what the international quadrant looks like and feels like, and uh, and are ready to perform for the pro But uh, yeah, I mean, as I said, I think uh, there's a number of guys who who, who are going to stay involved. Timbers, and one of them. I mean, Timber will step away when he decides to as long as he keeps performing like he's performed this year, we're certainly not going to have a conversation about uh, moving him out just yet. Well,
1: Rob, I'm going to ask you just to stay on hold. I'm going to take a quick break and I'll come back after that break and we will wrap things yeah. up. An important conversation. Rob Walter is the Pro uh, coach back in Johannesburg and also Gift Kaka, who is a cricket analyst who is here live in studio. It's a Monday. It's Reaction Monday.
0: Morales Sports Worldwide Live. In three nine four seven, Vooma FM, Rise FM, and Sowetan Live.
1: Hashtag MSW. All right, thank you so much. Lots of your voice notes are coming through it's a Monday today, which means it's Reaction Monday. Hashtag MSW Live on nine four seven. Live on Vuma FM, Rise FM, and Sowetan Live. You're live on the YouTube channel. If you're gonna watch and listen and comment. In just a few minutes, we're going to be having uh, Colin Nathan stepping into the studio. He's a boxing manager and trainer. He's not a happy man. He's very disappointed about uh, the state of SA boxing. He'll tell us exactly why. Uh, So, yeah, pulling no punches with that one. Uh, Gift Aka is the cricket analyst as we wrap our conversation uh, with Rob Walter back in the country uh, after the spell to the Cricket World Cup. Rob, just I know that there's there's not much time, really. You, You have to put the World Cup campaign behind you what's first what's uppermost what's important for you now as you start to chart the way forward
4: oh, I think the most important thing is to not lose sight of the things that we did excellently well in the competition um, you know we were front runners in many of the, the phases of the game both as bat and ball um, we had records broken Um so yeah, I think it's important to understand uh, you know those things and to hold on tight to those things because in my opinion we played outstanding cricket the whole way through. Um, obviously, we had a few losses along the way, much like most teams barring India. And and then the semi-finals, yeah, fought fought bravely, probably on the wrong side of the conditions in the first ten overs. So, and then just to be real about the areas that you know that we could touch up on and get better on. Um, And there there are always those areas when you come uh, at the back end of a campaign uh, that always things to look back on and get better on. As you said earlier about the Indian side, I don't think any side will be any different. Um, Everyone's looking how they'll improve their game. Everyone's looking what the trends of the games are and what the trends might look like moving forward and then how to sort of build your own brand around that. So we'll keep edging forward in the way that we play the game, just continue to try to play exciting brand of cricket, um, but continue trying to evolve our skills as well.
1: A gift, your final
2: question to coach. Um, coach, here yeah, just, just a quick one from my side. Um, f- uh, I'd, I'd like to say well done on your first outing to, to get to the semis. Uh, but what can we expect in the future? The type of cricket that you want to play, the brand that you, you want to play. I mean, are you still keeping the same coaching staff? Because I saw the, the togetherness in terms of the coaching staff. Uh, the guys did well. It's the first time that, you know, a betting uh, at the World Cup has done exceptionally well like this. Obviously, Eric is an experienced campaigner in terms of coaching and that. So the bowling also did well. But what, what can we expect from you and and the type of cricket that you you'd like to see the South Africans play in the future series, uh, World Cups, tournaments? Uh, what can the South African public expect from uh, from here going forward?
4: Yeah, just to, to to replicate the the cricket we played in the World Cup. Um, uh, from what I can gather, you know. We're excited by the way we played. Um, you know, you, you don't break uh, our scores in World Cups and that uh, without playing exciting brand of cricket. And, and we did that. So it's just to continually do that. But I understand oppositions will get better. Um, so, yes, yeah, with the bats, it's, it's for it to look exactly the same. We want to just continue to shift the bar and we want to continue to lift our skill level up. And then from a bowling point of view, <clears throat> we had two very young, inexperienced campaigners there who stood up and played exceptionally well, uh, surrounded by some experience. And so for us, it's just for those two guys to continue to grow, continue to grow their confidence around the experienced heads in the team, continue to grow their skills. Since we've got work to do on our skills, and and everyone has. But uh, we we're very clear as to what that looks like. Obviously, we've got the India series, which is coming quickly, uh, and you, you're certainly not going to improve your skill uh, skill level in in ten days before that we get together for that series. However, we want to continue building on, on the way we play the game,
1: the way we have played the game. Yeah, Rob, you know what? I, I echo exactly what Gift said. It's easy to throw such criticism as people have done. I listened and I followed to a lot of your, uh, whether it was pre or post match, the interviews, handling international media, and so on. And I just thought that half the time you were always a step or so ahead of those questions, meaning that preemptively, You were there. The media would have wanted you to say something completely different for headlines, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, But as a coach, as a leader, and as somebody who's put in the forefront of such a massive task for South Africans, you did well in terms of that. And I do hope, as Gift has been asking uh, regarding the future, the plans, the type of cricket that you would want uh, to see the country playing, I do hope that that comes into fruition because... Yeah, I mean, the signs are there. There's just that one little matter of getting over uh, whatever it is that we can't get over. And we'll find that pretty soon. But, uh, you know, from all of us as South Africans, just to say a big thank you. Uh, we'll keep on diagnosing. We'll keep on looking back. Uh, but as we look forward, I wish you everything of the best.
4: Cheers, Robin. Thanks, <coughs> Thanks for your guys' support. Um, I genuinely believe the, the last in that semi-final will be the catalyst to our- our first world trophy victory. Um, It's not too far away. Keep believing.
1: Thank you so much, Rob. Rob Walter there, the Proteus coach, joining us right here on hashtag MSW Mara Sports Worldwide. Gift to you as well. Uh, May you not disappear, sir. Uh, We need that knowledge and that voice to continue uh, to guide us right here on the show. Thank you. Thank you very, very much indeed. Oh gifted like a cricket analyst, um, a good friend of the show and wishing him every, everything of the best. Like I said, don't go anywhere because yeah, Colin Nathan is here. Yeah, he's warming up. He's got his gloves on. Believe you me, he's got them on.